0: Hope you all had a great week. Hope you okay, do not get in, no one got any damage to their houses. You guys were okay? How was your neighbours pool? Full Yeah. I had, uh, when Mill and I were talking this week, with we we like, Are Michael and Rachel going to I said, Yeah, they'd be on fire. <laughs> they're going to be fine. They're on the hill. Yeah. It's the neighbour next that I'm concerned about. You know, the top that was close. That was a quick leg to catch. Uh, that's awesome. But I hope everyone's okay. Uh, you know, it's... What do I say? Sometimes in these sort of situations, it's easy to, to focus on, on things that can create fear. We can look at the storms and... and see what happens and uh, listen to expert advice that takes place and, and things don't take the way they, they so said and it can create an opportunity sort of for fear, it's like COVID. Mel and I were having this interesting conversation last week, or two. we talk a lot, um, and it's interesting to see the fact that over the last two, almost three years, there's been so many avenues that can create fear in our lives that can speak fear and grow fear and develop fear and if we focus on these things what actually takes place is those fears begin to grow and we're not talking about being afraid of a spider or afraid of a a snake but it's being afraid of circumstances, afraid of stepping out afraid of doing something just because we're trying to calculate exactly what we can't see he's tough the truth is, besides the fact that uh, we've, we've gone through COVID over the last two years, besides the fact that we, we got flooded in and turned into an island, and all our houses doubled in price, but no one could get in to buy them, um, besides the fact that some of us lost power, some of us lost, uh, you know, that thing called internet, and if you had teenagers, they almost lost their minds, besides the fact that supermarkets had no, or supermarket, Had very little food on the shelves because everyone got concerned and fearful of the situation and bought everything. We are okay. We are alive. We are okay. And our homes are okay. If you had any sort of damage, it was extremely minimal. You don't have to go far to find homes that were devastated. In 2017, Mel and I, when we were living in here, we were able to get out and uh, go help some of the rural fire brigades. Uh, we, we brought hand uh, ladders of food to them. And, um, and we were looking and driving around as we were contacting and getting connection with the, the, the rural fire department. And you look at people's houses and you're like, hang, hang on. I'm pretty sure where that house is now, It was over there Mm -hmm. before. We went down to... um, Where is it called? One of the far down. Anyway. And you could see the footings of the house, but you couldn't see the house. And where we are, we are very, very blessed. And sometimes it's easy to look at, oh no, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But I, I want you to know that sometimes we have to come back to that central planet and go, okay, I'm okay, I'm alive, I have my health, I may not be have power, I may not be able to have food, but we are alive. And that's why it was such a great blessing when we were able to connect with our friends through relationship and able to bring food in. And you see people come up and we were able to talk to a few people and, you know, some of them were really concerned and some of them were really fearful, but we... As representation of Jesus Christ and His hands and His feet we were able to bring hope in a hopeless situation, but for us it was an opportunity. See, sometimes our struggles and our hardships, and in this case, disasters, become an opportunity for us. They became an opportunity for us to bring food and to help others. They became an opportunity for us for us to reach out and to say, hey, you are not alone. You want power? We have power. You want a coffee? We have coffee. You need some bananas? Take all your bananas you want. Take." And then Mel gave him this great idea and he said, here's my banana great recipe as well. If you need food, there was food. If you need water, there was water. Whatever you needed, we could find a way to provide it. I was encouraged this week because um, Dave and Victoria were in isolation, bunkering down from COVID. The church rallied around them. What do you need? I think Phil was driving around, finding medications here and there. The guys were offering to do this. We got, you know, they lost power. We were able to get an full of advice to them. Um, Phil took the frozen food and we were able to help them in this way and that way, and praise the Lord. I think it was a day or a couple of days. The power came on. It wasn't that bad, you know. But it was great to see that because of relationships was was the key factor in able to bring opportunity and bring blessing to other people. Because it's relationships that create relationships, and obviously through this situation. Uh, We'll have some conversations in the next month or so with different people in different positions of power and say, hey, we can do better. Because what's taking place is all those years of building our credibility up to actually have a voice and say things. And they're going to form new relations and new connections. And that's what we, we are a part of. We're all a part of this, all part of an opportunity. Charles Capp, have you ever heard him? He's a great guy. He says this: He says, The word of God is forever settled in heaven. Therefore, I establish his word upon this earth. Doesn't matter what happens around us. Right? You can get floods, you can get buckets of rain. It can bucket down cats and dogs, as the old saying. Right? We can go through COVID and through isolation. We can go through sickness and we can go through injuries. We can go through disease. We can go through fires. It doesn't matter what takes place around us and surrounds us or in our lives, with our people or next to anyone. God's word does not change. No matter what happens, God's word does not change. It's still the same yesterday. It's still the same today and it'll still be the same mind. God's word is powerful. Powerful. I mean, it's described oftentimes during the the word as water. And water has this ability to be soft as well as destructive all at the same time. Water finds its way. If you study rivers, or I know I did in high school, we did this thing about how rivers are formed... It starts with a trickle of water, and the trickles of water then begin to carve its way through the landscape, and all of a sudden a trickle of water becomes a river. Of course you can speed that up with 400 to 800 mils of water coming down in one spot, but water finds a way. Water is so powerful they use it to break rocks. You can cut things. Water is powerful, yet it's soft all at the same time. It's it assists in the growing of things that are green, right? We need it in our bodies to to survive. I mean, we're sixty percent water. We need water. It'll wash away the dirt, but it also has extreme measures of power, and we saw that. You don't have to go too far to see the extreme measures of water. Just go down to the local bridge at Quincy Creek that went under. And see how much water, you can see it in the trees, how far the water went up. If you go down Deer Lane, right, that's that big sweeping right-hand corner from here. Before you get to the bridge that had this Yarra Bilba Lenley sign, right? That went under. Powerful water measures. Water is so powerful, yet extremely soft all at the same time. Because it all depends on its application. I mean, have you ever, ever looked upon creation? Looked upon the trees, looked upon the animals, maybe looked involved in them, got to see them, tried to understand them, and seen and marveled at their splendor? I mean, you look at a leaf, and if you dissect a leaf from a tree, looking at how powerful or how magnificently designed it truly is. I mean, a leaf is designed to be connected to the branches on the tree and its role is to turn sunlight into food. At the same time, it's where it absorbs carbon monoxide and releases oxygen from Then you look at the intricacies of some of the animals that exist on this planet. Their purpose and the way they move. It's actually quite marvellous. But let's not even get into talk about how humans work. Humans are magnificent. Just in their simplicity. But God builds different levels within us. And everything that God does in his creation is got levels. When God created the heavens and the earth, He didn't just go, ba-dum. If you study and if you look at the days of creation, everything had its purpose. One thing was created, and then the next thing that was created, but the first thing that was created was to sustain life. I mean, the first thing that God created was life. Because everything needs light. Everything needs the sun and the moon. We are reliant upon it. Without the sun, you lose all plants. Without all plants, you lose the animals. When God builds and develops, and this is all part of His creativity, and the magnificent of His creativity is absolutely splendid. He puts a fingerprint on all of His creation. You and I carry a fingerprint of God. You don't even have to believe in Him Follow him to still have that fingerprint. I'm going to show you something, right? And the fingerprint of God is actually called laminin. If you've never heard of laminin, um, I never did too until I found this. But laminin, laminin is a a protein in your body that joins itself to every single cell in your body. And you have millions upon millions of different cells in your body. Your body is created by different cells in it. And connected to these cells is this little protein called laminate. And it has a shape. And sometimes it always doesn't sit in this shape. Because it connects itself to other laminates who are connected to other cells who then form sheets. And this makes up your cells. If you could take a cell, right, and you'd have to enlarge it because they're microscopic, and you slice it. I mean, you'd have to slice it really, really thin. But you could break that down in a microscope, and you would see sheets and sheets of laminin and cells that are connected together that are inside every organ and every part of your body. And this is the picture of a lambda It's a cross. The simplicity of it is just simply a cross. There's a huge complexity of it that makes up what it is. But that is connected to every single part of every single cell in your body. And it's the fingerprint of God. It's the fingerprint of God's creative power that resides within each and every one of us, every single person on this planet. You can deny God, you can pretend He doesn't exist, you can try and run away, but that doesn't change the fact that we were all created by God. All of us. And to understand the the. the fullness of what God did we have to go back to Genesis I mean the book of Genesis means the beginning it's the creation of earth, it's the creation of everything that we see, it's the beginning of the universe, the beginning of man and woman, it's also the beginning of human sin, and it's the beginning of God's promise and plan for salvation and the reconciliation from man to God It's the creative power of God that is completely unlimited. Yet it's understanding that that sometimes can create the issue within us. There's such a complexity to God's creation. Sometimes we can miss His creative power and His unlimitedness in this wholeness of who He is and what He's done for us. Everything God created for us. Uh, It was for us. When he created the earth, it was for us. When he created the plants, it was for us. When he created the animals, they were for us. And when he said, Pete, kill any? I said, yes. I took it literally. But whatever God creates, we become stewards of it, not the owners. Even though God created it for us, it was not for our ownership. It was for our stewardship. God put us in charge to tend the garden. That was what Adam's job was. His job was to tend the garden. He was given the wisdom to name the animals. And I often wonder where on earth he got some of his names. But we were also to tend the garden. But what happened in original sin was even though we denied the existence of God by saying that we want to be like God, The curse that came upon man was that our tending of the garden would become to a greater severity. But all through the process of it, we are to be stewards of this earth. Stewards of God's creative power. Stewards of what he can do through us. We don't own the earth. We don't possess the earth. And there is a completely different mentality that flows with stewardship compared to ownership. There's a difference between being a steward of something and having the entitlement of something. Now, unfortunately, whenever you do anything that has anything to do with benevolence, you will always get the people who feel that they are entitled to something. Entitled to something that you have. Entitled. It's almost like a right. You should be blessing me. You should be giving that to me. I, I deserve it, even though I've done nothing for it. There is a sheer difference when someone takes stewardship of something that they have been given. Entitlement says, you owe me. Stewardship is the careful, responsible management of something and trust to one's care. If I give you something, can you care for it and look after it? Or do you think it's yours? If I gave you $1,000, everyone's like, oh... What would you do with it? Could you make $1,000 into $2,000? Or will you squander it? Jesus gives a parable of the talents and he says, Here, here's five talents, and here's three talents, and here's one talent. What are you going to do with it? And the one with five talents doubles it. The one with three talents doubles it. And the one with one talent says, Oh, I, I buried it in the dirt, and here's your one talent back. See, when God creates us, He doesn't put junk in you. He carefully, meticulously develops the inside of you. What is inside of you? Your purpose, all your giftings, your talents, everything that resides within you. He then mixes it with the right personality. I know some people have probably got a little bit too much personality, but... Maybe that's for a very purpose, or maybe it's an insecurity that comes into play that mixes with their personality and becomes more of a hindrance. Can we hear that description? Genesis one, one to two. It says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless." and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. When God created the heavens and the earth, it was without form or meaning. God created them without actually creating what we see. It's almost like He, he created it, if you want to look at it as a dream or a vision of something before it actually manifests, and he's careful in his meticulous in the way he just creates something before it actually manifests. It's like an artist who is given a piece of marble, and if you if you've ever heard the quote, Michelangelo said something like this. So I can't remember it fully, word for word. But it wasn't when he, when he created the statue of David. Someone asked him, said, how, how, did you, how did you get to that point? How did you pull David out? And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. David was already in there. What I did was I just chipped away at the things that were not David. In some ways, God does the same thing. He creates and then it manifests. And when he created us, he put time and energy in us. He was careful in the chicken t- he just doesn't go, and you existed, and oh, I made a mistake with that one, I'll try again. And hopefully, maybe by the 10th he, he gets it right. No. His creative power was purposefully, and he designed you with function. created everything that we need inside of us. But unfortunately, sometimes what happens is we gravitate to the lies that are told about us. We gravitate to the words that are spoken over our lives in the wrong manner. We gravitate or the lies, we begin to attract the lies that are said to us and all of a sudden it's like someone is throwing mud a statue and as it collects it builds upon people and their form that they are now seen in is completely different than how they were originally orchestrated. And just like a masterpiece starts with an idea and before it even becomes a reality God creates before he manifests it. And the plan and purpose that God created inside of you already exists. It's not that, oh, I failed, therefore I cannot walk in that. Oh, I messed up, now it's void. Oh, I'm not good enough. Because it just lies. God doesn't go, you know what, here you go, Now here's your purpose, here's your destiny, here's your personality, here you are. But you haven't earned this bit. Sometimes it's about losing what we think we need. Sometimes it's about giving up, not quitting, but giving up something that we think or we've picked up during the way. The plan and purpose of the God are created inside of us that exists is always there. And just like the way that God created the heavens and the earth and everything we see, everything has purpose, even down to the little weeds, right? Even down to the... the the annoyance of the weeds and the thorns and the thistles, you know? Like how on earth can a rose that's so beautiful and smells so light, lovely have those stupid things called hot thorns? All right? And if you go and pick a rose, just be careful of the thorns. But those thorns have purpose as well. God created you and created me. Created the world, everything that's in it, all the systems. If you want to know where the rain came from, I will explain it to you. We had a two weather system, right? We've all heard of La Nina, right? Which exists between Australia and South America. It's a weather system that when we get a La Nina, South America gets a drought. When they get a La Nina, we get a drought. But there's also another weather system that. Exists within the Indian Ocean, and it's quite an ido system. And when South Africa, or Africa, gets a wet season, we get the drought. This year, both of those weather systems collided basically on Australia, and that's why we got rain. Every four to five years, we get this massive weather system that accumulates. I've got to this point where. Straight to me when i say this is a 100 year storm that we've had in 2011 20, oh, in 2013 2017 and now 22. they're not one in 100 years It's not the weather system god creates the weather system to function and to take place and to bring in certain things and to develop certain things because there is a purpose i mean it's like the old uh, if you ever what's the lion king right the circle of life. I'm not going to break down the song. Don't worry about it. Okay. The lion dies, becomes the grass. The antelope eats the grass. The lion eats the antelope. And this whole circle of life—it's a little bit more complicated than that. But the whole circle of life functions for a purpose, and everything God did was for that purpose. But it's His creativity that He put into those systems. The way He was meticulous. In the way he designed all these systems. And the same creative power that God put in this earth to function for us is the same creative power that God has placed inside of you and me. God placed inside us this creative ability to be creative in all the things we do. We can access things far beyond our understanding. It's the way we have built technology. That is creativity. I mean, who comes up with this concept of not only launching a rocket, but landing the rocket back down? That's because someone dares to break into the creativity realm and say, this is possible. And when we start looking at God's limitlessness, the words that can't be done cannot exist. Because it's a transition from, I can't do it, he can't do it through me, to... Anything is possible in you. Mel and I were both, when we, when we came up this concert, Mel was thinking it and I said to, I said, Mel, can we contact White House? Do they have anything? And she like, I was thinking the same thing. And they said, oh, we don't actually have anything, but... well if we didn't get the concept of being creative with going hang on maybe we need to connect with one of our partners our friends our relationship in order to get this it would never have happened it's like this concept of having fivefold yes it's more work yes it's more it's more fun but if we don't come up with these concepts and start asking God and believing God and praying and seeking His face, then we don't get these concepts of creativity that come into our atmosphere that say, hey, let's start a charity in the middle of COVID. Right? And the reason why God wants us to do this is because down here. And, and down here. And down here. And down here. But you can't see this. You can't see what God wants to do down there. All you can see is right here and right now. And if you don't grasp hold of the creativity that God wants to put inside you or draw out of you is probably a better way to put it, then what will happen is these won't happen. We have dreams of doing things. We have ideas of doing things. The only problem right now is we don't have the money. Like, I probably need some. So, around the 10 to $20 million. Has anyone got in their back pocket? Because I kind of need it. Right? But God has placed inside of us this, this desire and this creativity in us, and it's building and developing. And we, we write things down, and we develop ideas, and then we, we listen, and we learn from our community. We make mistakes, and then we pick ourselves back up. And then we have the boldness to step out and we we form this concept that comes out and as this concept, these principles develop within us they just get better and better. Not bragging by the way but it's it's this concept of God building and developing this creativity and it's called about positioning for what God wants to do. Because he knows what's coming. He knows the future. He knows what is before us. And he's like, if you do this This will make sense, but you don't get to see that before you get here. And when God created the heavens and the earth, He knew everything, even before the world was existed. Here, this concept of salvation or reconciliation between man and God, and it was Jesus. You can see Him in the scriptures. You can see Jesus in the scriptures, in the Genesis story, in the the simple concepts of let us make man in our image. When God created the heavens, He said, let there be light. It was actually Jesus that He spoke out of. It was the Word of God that He spoke that became the creative power. If you want to know what the creative power looks like, look at the Word. Get in the Word. Let it create in you. What is actually already in you? Let it give birth to what God has put inside of you, so He can be birthed out of you. It's the same concept when He talks about the seed. It's about the we se- oh, Very, ugh, very wise what I say now. But it's a simple concept of rep- uh, reproduction, right? The seed and the egg, and the seed and the egg mix, and boom, creation. And the same creative power that God puts inside of you, it develops in us because we can create. We create life, not because we're magical or gods ourselves, but because God put that creative power in us in order to reproduce. There is vision. There is destiny. And there is purpose inside of each and every one of us. And if you want to try and pretend it's not there, it's like trying to drown it in a river. The only problem is God breathed in it. And you can't drown what God breathed into. You cannot take out what God has breathed into until he says it is time. <coughs> in a very simple way in the end we tried to take me out almost six years ago. The only problem was He doesn't have the authority to. He can't touch me unless he goes to God and gets permission to touch me. But we get fearful of everything that happens around us. We get scared of what's happening here and what's happening there. Who cares? It's opportunity. Like COVID, seriously. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. I'm saying being wise. At one point in time, I thought about hanging around people who had had COVID. Just so I can COVID and get it over and done with. Right? But when the floods happened, what was what was some people getting concerned about? I can tell you. Because they don't have their faith. They don't believe in the creative power of God. They don't know or don't have a relationship with God. That's why they get fearful. But why are we as Christians entering in the place of letting fear dwell? Letting fear become greater than us? I took out a tree at 100 kilometres an hour. What's your superpower? It should have killed me. But it wasn't time. It wasn't time. I've talked to people this week you know, they, they look very clean. And as we were giving them boxes of food, right, it was a mystery box, because we didn't even know what was in time. They were all above date, so it was all good. We did hear about one family who got salmon and steak and what else, I don't know what else you guys got, but it sounded really good, right? But it was a box of hope. And we had some people like, oh, finally got some work and then we got the flood so I couldn't even go to work and, you know, I got nothing here's some food God's got it we are a community for a community and as God begins to develop the relationships that surround us, right, I mean look let's be honest, all God is looking for is someone who's willing all right? he's not looking for the able when Mel and I had this great idea of starting a church and then a charity we had never done that before charity never done charity before sounds like fun but not quite in those words but sometimes it's about getting that boldness to go you know what I surrender I surrender to what you want to do I surrender to your creative power because you are bigger you are bigger than me but often what takes place is our purposes can be stolen Not because they disappear, but they get suppressed because of fear. They get suppressed because of the words that are spoken in our lives and around our lives. Because somebody who felt inferior said something that was untrue. There are too many lies that are spoken of us that we believe. Too many things that take place around us to determine who we are. Oh, for goodness sake, that's silly. Why is I mean we teach our kids, my daughter was came home a couple of years ago and she said, Oh, this person said this about me, and but it hurt my feelings. Why did it hurt your feelings? Who gave them the authority to speak into your life? Who gave them the authority to say you're this? Is it true? No. Then why are you believing it? It sounds so simple, but it's so paramount to what we need to hold on to. Look. You want to know who you are? Read this. If you really want to know who you are, go read Ephesians. Go write down. I said I gave this to to Sherry. She did it. Go read Ephesians and go write down everything it says that you are. Stop listening to the people around you who don't even know their creator, who don't know their purpose in life. And the only reason why they're speaking over yours is because they feel inferior about their own. That's why we do things, because we're insecure. I can't let you get on the chain before I do. So I'll say something. I'll do something. It's not about that. Don't let someone steal... What is inside him? you. Don't let someone determine God's creative power in working you. That should never happen. The only person that has a right to speak into someone else's life is the person who created that person. And if you want to know who created you, it's the God of the universe. It's the Creator. He created you and it's His words Because he knows what's inside of you. He knows the purpose. He knows the dreams. He knows the vision. He knows the personality. He knows what you're capable of. No one else knows the fullness of who you are, but your God. And that is truth. That is 100% truth. I can say something about you, and it can be as nice as pie. But unless it lines up with what God has already said about you, or God has already told you, or God has already said in his word, it's simply not true. What stifles God's creative power working inside of us is oftentimes when we listen to everything else than him. When we listen... To what is surrounding us, when we listen to the words spoken over us, when we let our friends' opinion determine who we are, our limitations, what we can rise to, when we let our experiences become greater than who we are. You are alive, and as long as you have breath in your lungs, you can do the impossible. Because the God of this universe stands with you, beside you, in you, and works through you to do the impossible. But until we come to that place where we believe the Word is truth, where we believe what He said is truth, we just do not believe it. We just wonder. Mm-hmm. Listening to other people's opinions, Letting them determine who we are. You are born, created, designed, functional, however you want to put it, for greatness. But it is not greatness of your own ability, it is greatness of His ability. We're going to pray. If you want prayer, I'll be down the front. I'll pray for anyone. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Saviour, maybe this whole concept is foreign to you of your your God being a creative God who can create anything inside of you. Then I'm down here as well. If you want to talk, Mel will be around, I will be here. We have prayers this afternoon at four o'clock at our place. We encourage you to come. We had a great time last time. We won't go as long as last time it did, but we'll have a great time again today. We're going to finish up and we we'll can close. You can save for tea and coffee, catch up with someone, say hello to someone you don't know. Uh, otherwise, we, we pray that you have another great week. Pray that the rain doesn't come. Even though they were predicting it was 100%. I don't know how you do this. 100% chance of thunderstorms at 12, but I don't know that will happen. I think weathermen are the only employment position in the world where they can be 40% correct, 60% of the time. Um, and still keep their jobs. Yes, right. And still yeah. keep their jobs. So, or Canberra. <laughs> Cam- oh, let's not go to politics. <laughs> That's a whole different bullying. Anyway, but we'll pray. Dearly Father, we thank you that your divine nature moves through each and every one of us. Father, we thank you that your creative power dwells, functions inspires each and every one of you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break off the lies that have been spoken over our lives. Where well, we have looked to our surroundings for fear, but we have allowed fear to take root. Father, we lift up the situation in Ukraine, and Father, we just right now speak over that situation, we speak boldness and strength. We just speak over Russia, that they will break, uh, withdraw what they are doing. Father, we speak over every single person in this place. We speak health and life. We speak great weeks, blessings and favour in all that we do. Let's have fantastic weeks. Let's walk in a greater understanding of who you are and what you called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.